Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Cubs Corner presented by Coach's Bar and Grill. My name is Anthony Pasquale, and we welcome a very exciting guest to the show, the voice of the Toronto Blue Jays and ESPN Baseball Radio, Dan Shulman. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Dan. My pleasure, Anthony. So I'll lead off with a question that I've been dying to ask you because you're one of a very small group of people that got to call the Cubs in the World Series. So what was that moment like being able, probably since you're on the radio, the first to say the Chicago Cubs have won the World Series? It was, I won't lie. It was special. I've been very lucky. I've called 10 World Series on ESPN radio. But when people ask me about special moments, I mentioned the Cubs winning because, like you said, you know, how many people uh, have been able to do that? So, you know, now uh, I have, Pat Hughes has, Joe Buck has, Matt Veskersen did for uh, ESPN International. You know, so in English, I think there are only four of us who have, who have called it. And it, it was really cool. It's also, uh, you know, as you remember, a very interesting World Series yeah. and a very interesting Game 7. So there was a lot going on. But um, it was it was really really fun it's uh, you know i can tell you all the 10 world series i called and who won them but what you know when i start thinking about them 2016 is one of the first ones i think about and when it comes to it that 2016 team was kind of the the top of the mountain it's been a little bit downhill from there uh for the cubs and i know you work a lot with the blue jays um their play-by-play guy and a lot of rumors this offseason about, you know, Bryant potentially the Blue Jays, Hendricks potentially the Blue Jays. I know not a lot of that ended up coming to surface, but could you see a potential uh, midseason deal between these two teams? Possibly. So the Bryant rumors were before they, the Blue Jays signed Marcus Simeon uh, mm-hmm. from uh, the former Oakland A. They signed him. They're going to put him at second base and move Kevin Biggio to third base. So they've kind of filled the hole. Um at the time, it made a lot of sense. They needed starting pitching, and they were still one infielder away from being complete. But now that they've signed Simeon, I don't see it being as likely. Now, you never know. Uh, you know, somebody gets hurt, and you got a whole different situation. So the Blue Jays definitely will need pitching. And I think if they're in the race, they will be in the market for a starting pitcher. But you know what? If the Cubs are in the race, and they could be, then I don't know that they're trading those guys. I know Brian and a couple of other guys are free agents at the end of the year. Uh, and that's something to consider. So, uh, I, but I, I think the moment for that has passed, and I'm sure the two teams talked. I'm sure the rumors were true, but maybe they just couldn't together on they couldn't get together on what the Blue Jays would give up. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny how baseball works uh, in terms of windows for contention. It kind of seems like the Cubs window is coming closed, and then you look just on the other side of town, you've got a team like the White Sox. Their windows right. wide open. The Blue Jays are another team like that. Would you say? This is the year for the Blue Jays. Do you think that might be a year away? What's your take on it? I think they're still climbing. I think they could make the playoffs this year. You know, we should remember last year, eight teams made the playoffs. Right. And this year it's only five as of now anyway. So we assume it'll stay that way. So it's back to the regular way and it'll be tougher. The Blue Jays are good. Um, You know, they were 32 and 28 last year in spite of a lot of injuries. And they're better now. You know, you signed George Springer and you sign Marcus Simeon, you're better. Uh, we'll see how their pitching is. Their pitching was not very good last year, and it's got to be better. They also play in a division with the Yankees, the Rays, and the Red Sox. And, right. and the Red Sox aren't great right now, but I think they're better than people think they are. The Rays lost Morton and Snell, but don't sleep on Tampa Bay. They, they signed some guys who I think are going to help, and they're very smart, and they find a way to minimize their weaknesses and maximize their strengths, and the Yankees are still the Yankees. So... In my mind, the Yankees are the best team in the division, 
and the Blue Jays and Rays will fight it out for second. Um, you know, but then you look at the American League Central, the Twins and the White Sox are both very good. You look at the West, I think the Astros and the A's are both good. So a couple of good teams aren't making the playoffs. So I think the Blue Jays are good, but this is not quite yet their time. I think uh, I'd like to see them make the playoffs this year, and I think they've got a chance. But really, I think 2022, 23, 24 have a chance to be their best years. Um, you know, we still don't know exactly what Vladimir Guerrero is. And he lost a lot of weight from last year, and everybody's hoping, you know, he turns into Juan Soto this year mm-hmm. at the plate. We'll see. Uh, Bo Bichette, as exciting and good as he is, has only played 75 games in the major leagues. True. So they're very, very young in spots. and uh, But they're, they're fun and exciting, and I think over the next – their window is opening, as you said. I think over the next four or five years, they've got a chance to really win a lot of games. Yeah, and, and you look at that flip side there, the Cubs kind of on that down track, but you know, still a lot of talent on that team, especially some exciting players like Javier Baez, Wilson Contreras. You called Wilson Contreras' debut when he hit the uh, home run on his first at-bat, correct? What was that atmosphere like? Uh, I will tell you, you know, when I did Sunday Night Baseball, um, going to Wrigley Field was probably my favorite place to go to. Now, Fenway's fantastic. San Francisco's great. A lot of them are great. But I've loved going to Wrigley Field. Um, And that team that won the World Series in 2016 – I thought they had a chance to win two or three more. Mm-hmm. You know, you looked at the core of players then, uh, of Bryant and Rizzo and Contreras and Baez and Schwarber back then, and you said, wow. Like, and, and, and it goes to show you that nothing is uh, etched in stone. Nothing is a certainty. Um, and I guess their window was closing. I, you know, we don't know who they're going to resign. You might know better than me. So I think it's Bryant... Baez and Rizzo are all three agents at the end of the year. Yes, all three of them. Right. So those are some big decisions, obviously, that have to be made. Bryant's obviously a better player than he showed last year. Rizzo's as consistent as they are. He's a star. And and Baez didn't have a good year last year, but he's better than that. Mm -hmm. You know, if Baez and Bryant get back to being what they can be, Cubs are a good team. And I don't think there's anybody in the Central, NL Central, who's going to win 95 games. Right. So you might have a great four-team race, uh, a three- or four-team race in in the division. But... You know, calling that Contreras homer, doing games at Wrigley Field, whether it's uh, in the middle of summer or in October, it's a special place. It, it, it really is. And I don't get a chance to go there as much anymore now that I'm doing more Toronto stuff. Uh, but hopefully I will get a, a chance to go there again someday. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking at the top of my head the times that the Cubs played on Sunday Night Baseball that year. And there were a lot of really good games. I think of the the John Lester bunt in the extra innings. That was a great one. Um, yeah. Obviously, the Contreras one. And then you got to be there at the end of the season when it all kind of tied together. Um, so the other thing I was going to ask is, with the way baseball looks this season and, and, and a little bit last season, no fans and things like that, and even with college basketball too, how much of an adjustment have you had to make schedule-wise and just – just comfort wise broadcasting maybe from your home the studio and empty ballpark what's all that been like yeah it's different you don't have the adrenaline of the fans and you feel it so i think you get used to it uh, you know at the beginning i was worried would i be able to have that energy in my home or in a studio or in, in an empty arena or ballpark that i normally have and i think i've been able to i've listened back to some stuff and it sounds like me so mm-hmm. i think i've been able to you, you i think when the game starts you just kind of get lost in the game a little bit um, but I really look forward to the day when 
things are back to normal, whatever, whatever that means. Um, you know, for the Blue Jays this year, they're not able to play in Toronto at the beginning of the season. They're starting in Dunedin, Florida at their spring training site. Uh, and we have three announcers for two spots. We rotate through. So uh, at the beginning, I'll be calling the road games from Toronto and with one of the other two announcers who will be in their home. So I'm in Toronto. The other announcer is in their home. Um, the team is, say, in Baltimore or wherever they are. Like it's, it's a lot of moving parts. It's a similar kind of thing to what we did for college basketball. It's harder for baseball, I believe. Um, college basketball, you can see the court pretty easily. There's not much you can miss. Baseball, you could miss some stuff because the field of play is so much bigger and the ball is so much smaller. Mm-hmm. And there are just all, all kinds of things that could go on. It's been a, an adjustment. I'm sure every broadcaster would tell you the same, but I'm sure they'll all say what I'm about to say is I feel very lucky that there are games and that I'm still working. So uh, whatever we have to do to make it work, we'll figure it out. Gotcha. You've got college ba- or college basketball under your belt, pro baseball, some World Series. What's, uh, what's next for you in your career? <laughs> I don't know that there's a next for me. I might be past the next stage. But, um <laughs> I'd be very happy to keep doing college basketball and Major League Baseball. Uh, I I really would. You know, I'm born and raised in Toronto, and it's been fun for me to come back uh, at this point in in my life and do some more games in Toronto. I'm enjoying that. Uh, I used to do NBA. I haven't done that in a number of years. You know, maybe there's a chance I wind up doing some NHL at some point up here in Canada. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. But um, there's not necessarily a next for me. But if a next comes along, that's great. But I'm very happy to do it when I'm doing it. And you know me as an aspiring broadcaster. What are some tips you could potentially give to eventually get to you know college basketball and baseball? Because that's the dream for me. So uh, I'll give you the same advice I give everybody because I get asked this question a lot. One is uh, don't get into this business to be rich and famous. Uh, understand that there's a lot of hard work behind the scenes, a lot of sacrifices that have to be made, in, whether it's moving or traveling or working crazy hours. You know, we tend to work when other people play and we play when they work. Our lives are like backwards. We work nights and weekends. So, um, you know, understand that sacrifices have to be made and how much preparation goes into it. And the last thing is be a good teammate. I think of our crew, uh, say that does our college basketball games or Blue Jay games, doesn't matter. We're like a team and uh, get to know your teammates, get along with your teammates, help your teammates become better. Um, you know, the, the, the broadcast should never be about me. It should be about the game itself and whatever I can do to make the analyst or the reporter or the, uh, the producer, the director, the graphics, all that stuff to enhance all of that. that that's part of my job. So uh, think of it as a team sport. And if, if, if the team does well, then that'll reflect well back on you. Awesome. I love it, Dan. You're one of the best in the business. Thanks for uh, coming on the show. Thanks, Anthony. Be well. And that'll do it for this edition of the Cubs Corner, once again presented by Coaches Bar and Grill. Coaches is located at 6169 North Northwest Highway on the northwest side of Chicago. As always, this episode is available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and the Cubs HQ website. But for now, thank you all for coming to the Cubs Corner.